0: The Christian version of Easter, uh, it got converted into rabbits because rabbits are the, uh, in Christian religion, the holiest of all animals, of course, because they were the first to repopulate uh, after Noah's Ark. And so, because they were blessed. Because he makes so many rabbits so quickly. He only had two. By the time, like, the flood was done, he had like a hundred rabbits.
1: I have no idea what's true or not anymore.
0: <laughs> None of this. None of this. That this
1: rabbit is... stuff sounds true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave.
1: I'm Pitbull.
0: <laughs> and we're feeling free, free, free. Um, we're talking about episode 816, DocuDrama.
1: Okay. I Why is this like a website? It's yeah, Docu.Drama.
0: Docu yeah. yeah. I don't understand that part of the title. Unless they're just trying to say that there is drama around this documentary. So it's like okay. a docu and drama. But like, I don't know. the t- The spelling of this title is very strange.
1: I agreed. 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 (laughs) Mm I'm saying it a bunch of weird ways. You are. There's a glowing beacon on top of that building. I think it's important in Seattle. I have no idea what it is. 21 minutes and 39 seconds. And then there's a writer of this episode, I'm sure.
0: There are two, actually. Sam Johnson and Chris Marcel, who... I don't
1: recognize those names. Oh,
0: you should. You should. They've only written a few episodes, but... I'm gonna say the first two did not get the best ratings from us. The first one they wrote was Radio Wars, which is the one that's
1: why Carlos I forgot. Carlos and the
0: Chicken, yep. And then oh, r- they r- like
1: writing these studio episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then they wrote. R-r-r-r.
1: Oh, that one's good. And that was pretty
0: good. Yeah, and then Taking Liberties, which is the one with the Butler. Oh, that we one's definitely good. Enjoyed. Yeah. Okay,
1: wrote. Okay, so like two out of the three. Just listen, I like
0: well no okay keep him if you remember the Warrior r- r- one we <laughs> were really bothered by how annoying it was that they had all those austin powers references
1: uh yeah but now in hindsight that is not what i'm thinking of i'm just thinking it, the hilarity <laughs> hilarity
0: uh-huh the yep.
1: hilariousness of niles falling asleep and the like mm-hmm. other yeah fake road warrior
0: but they also so I don't count this one in like my ratings, but they also came up with the story for the episode motor skills.
1: Okay, which one's that?
0: That's the one where they're trying to learn how to do automotive repair. Uh, and then they become jerks and everybody's a jerk and everything is unpleasant. Well and that might
1: explain some stuff.
0: Yeah. But huh. it's
1: weird. Okay, now that we've been watching community or I've been watching community. Mm-hmm. That episode would be really funny if Dan Harmon had written it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because he wouldn't have, like, I think the problem is that in that episode, people were acting different than who we know them to be. They were being jerks in ways they aren't Well, they would have brought jerks. that
1: up. Like, I think that. Sh- I mean, I guess it was kind of a dress where they were just like, oh, we can just slack off in this class. Yeah. And... It was very much kind of, like, a silly thing that actually kind of reminds me of, like, how community acts. But when people act outside of themselves, Mm -hmm. there's sort of, like, someone calls them out on it. Someone, like, something, they learn a lesson. Yeah,
0: there's a backstory behind it. It isn't just, oh, I decided to be a jerk for a week. It's It's just
1: a weird trope that isn't actually funny anyway that's yeah. not even the episode so let's no. let's talk about we're creating our own drama <laughs> we, our are,
0: own we are it's true
1: dave <laughs> dave diana dot drama
0: <laughs> yeah we are in the studio and so is kind of finishing up his uh his show and we find out that he had a little psychological mind teaser and nobody guessed it The answer was Anhedonia.
1: You know what that is? Did you look it up? I
0: did look it up. I thought you might have, because I thought you might have put it in the section that you added at the yeah, end. So. Yeah. Okay.
1: Do you want to know the definition now, or? Um. I mean, we could talk about the he definition. He seems now. to think that it's funny.
0: Yeah. Which like, was?
1: What was the? I want to know what the teaser part was like to make it funny.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's supposed to be like a little puzzle, like a fun little puzzle that people can call in and guess what the answer is, but. The thing is, yeah, it's supposed to be fun, and he chuckles about it when he says it. But in Hedonia is the inability to feel pleasure.
1: Mm-hmm. So, which I, maybe is the
0: I think is the joke. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, I think this is a very subtle joke about the fact that he thinks a the inability to feel pleasure is a amu- an amusing joke. Mm-hmm. So I, um, that's part of the reason I wanted to talk about it now is like, yeah, I think that's what's happening here, but mm-hmm. also. Who would know it? Nobody. Well, gonna... it's
1: it's like you lose pleasure in like activities you once enjoy. It's like one of the symptoms, essentially, for depression. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or it, that that's like the one thing they always like. Oh, are you? Do you still like the things you used to like? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah, but the the thing is, like, I feel like this whole thing doesn't even work now because ninety percent of the more than ninety percent of the people listening to his show, if it was happening now, would just like probably be able to google something to figure out what the answer is and be able to just say like call in right away and find out what it is but Mm
1: -hmm. for that what is it it's like
0: like an antenna ball yeah yeah which also i feel like cars today don't have the kind of antenna you put no
1: because they like go down back into the car don't they
0: or they're the little ones like what i have like the little ones that kind of stick back on the top of the car like the little short
1: plastic ones pay attention to that
0: Yeah, so like I feel like most like cars today don't have the thin metal like antenna that sticks up out of the hood.
1: Weird things to cars. Let's put eyelashes on them. (laughs) Let's put a wacky mud flap.
0: Uh huh. Well, it's like back when Lyft was first around, and to use it, you had to like stick that big pink mustache on the grill of your car. Yeah, that's how you knew it was a Lyft driver that had a big pink mustache. Like stuck onto the grill of the car i
1: do remember those and i didn't know that had anything to do with lift
0: yeah that was what that was that's how you knew it was a lift driver coming to you
1: no one would want i wonder if they did that because it was just like only the most serious people want (laughs)
0: to do this well i think it's also easier to tell like that's a pretty easy way to know that Mm -hmm. when you're trying to find a lift your lift driver when they're coming it's pretty easy to tell oh it's probably this car with giant unless i
1: park across the street
0: Well, yeah. Expect
1: you to cross four lanes to get over there. That's
0: true. That's true.
1: Never gonna stop complaining about that person. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, I have to be in your stupid old car. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Take me home. Kenny Uh, jumps in. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just like I don't know why they're just like trying really hard to like shoehorn Kenny into all episodes now. The thing is, I don't mind.
0: Like, sometimes I hate Kenny and sometimes I don't. And right now I don't mind him in this I episode. I don't
1: like him. He's my probably one of my lower rated Fraser characters.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's not my favorite. But I'm saying there are times when I'm like, I dislike just him being in the episode. And there are sometimes when I enjoy the things that I just like about well, him.
1: Whatever you just said, but like, instead of like in the episode, just say Sometimes I just d- dislike him, <laughs> except that. And so sometimes it's all time.
0: <laughs> okay, but the important thing here is we find out that Roz is going to get to do her documentary
1: about How? space. What? Yeah, this seems totally random.
0: It does seem a little out of nowhere. It,
1: it sounds like Roz can't appreciate space or be yeah. in the space, and maybe we've never heard of it. Uh huh. But I. Uh, okay. Yeah, it is. Also, how would Fraser not know about this documentary?
0: Yeah. Well, also, he's like, oh, you're a space nerd?
1: If if she was really nerding out about space, he would know about it.
0: Yeah. Also, he just had a fun brain teaser with the answer, anhedonia. Like, he's not one to start, like, making fun of somebody else for being a nerd. True. (laughs) Like, it's so... I don't know. It's it's so weird. But yeah, like the... But the thing I did like that Kenny did was when, you know, he's saying like, you know, Frazier has a show, Roz has a show, I don't know who to kiss up to. And Roz is like, you don't have to kiss up to anyone. And it's just like, I wish I didn't. And then just walks off. Like, I just found that amusing, the idea that like... Because that's the thing I like about him is just sort of like him not just trying to do his best and figure out how to make everybody happy. And so he's like, I'm going to have to kiss up to somebody. And that's just who I am. Just Probably just a
1: rando at a bar that he meets.
0: Probably. Probably.
1: I don't know why I said it like weird like that.
0: I, I don't, no, you you said it, that whole tone that you just used made me think like there was something else going on. Yeah, that it was I, very it, ominous. It was.
1: Well, it hasn't been addressed yet, mm-hmm. but Kenny is definitely a murderer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean yeah I think we all know that okay yeah Yeah. anyway so Fraser just has just found out about this show and now he's quickly angling to try and do the voiceover for it which I do like in the transcript I've got it refers to this as his Orson Welles voice when he starts doing this yeah I know it's really interesting I don't know why it's called that but yeah he starts just just going off on this whole speech and clearly he just wants to do that and Roz is like, is it gonna be weird for me to be your boss? Of course, it's gonna be weird for him, her to be. Yeah, his boss. I like, think
1: that was actually really smart of her to pick up on that and yeah. know that, that that it was going to be a problem.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised she even. She should have just been like, this. Seems, I don't know that this is a great idea. I feel like we should like it. It's gonna cause some problems if you if I try to like. Ru- like, be your boss while you're, like, also my boss. Like, I feel like that's gonna be a weird dynamic and we probably shouldn't actually do that. Granted, you don't have an episode if you do that, but I feel like...
1: Yeah, they should get Tony. Tony? Who's the boss?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. They should do, definitely do that.
1: Okay, I love the, like, fact about how Frazier wanted to be, like, a space... and Like, in space flight. Mm-hmm. I don't know what aspect of it. Yeah. But then... He couldn't, he took like a, he went on tilt a world, that's very hard to say. <laughs> and uh, just couldn't, he's just like, nope, can't be in space, because yep. obviously this is like space.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. I think when you, um like, when you're doing astronaut training, or at least, I don't know, this used to be true, one of the things they would do is, like, stick you in that, in this chair that would just spin in a circle really fast to see if you would, like pass out or get sick or whatever so yeah if you can't handle a diabolically speedy tilt-a-whirl you probably can't handle the training to be an astronaut that's probably true uh also if as a child he had his heart set on space flight he's also a space nerd
1: no no (laughs)
0: like sounds like more so than ross he's just
1: a nerd well
0: yeah also that he is that thing that's my issue with him like
1: I don't know why I'm so grumpy on this episode. I don't Probably know. Probably cuz I'm pitbull. <laughs> I'm it's an pitbull. international superstar. <laughs> I don't need to be here.
0: Uh-huh. Sure. So,
1: Mr. Worldwide. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you sure are. You sure are. And now we're going to go a really like long travel all the way to Fraser's apartment where Martin is eating some, like cracking <sighs> some some crackers into some chili. What?
1: this Nobody... scene just hurts my body it hurts <laughs> my body puts ketchup in chili why yeah
0: oh i was so One, i thought you... it
1: was hot sauce
0: oh no I immediately... which is
1: fine yeah to put in chili
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: why they i know i hate
0: it i hate it i hate that he does this it looks like it makes me it made me feel kind of sick to see him like dump all this okay, ketchup so the niles
1: chili. knocks on the door ends up here because he he's like, having, I like that he's, like, trying to have this relaxing moment with his chili.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. And
1: then um, he gets interrupted by Niall. Mm-hmm. Okay, Niles is like, have, have you heard of a vegetable? Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm vegetarian. Uh-huh. But the chili we make is a lot of vegetables yeah. in it.
0: I will say a lot of chili is just, like, meat and sauce. Like it's all it is. A lot I of it doesn't even have that's... beans in it. Maybe some, maybe some onions or whatever. But uh, well, like...
1: okay. So the one at Wendy's has beans in it. It Has like different kinds of beans.
0: Yeah, I was. I've gotten into some pretty intense conversations on on Yelp with people about how you define chili and whether or not there are beans in it is a point of contention. Like that is a.
1: It obviously has beans in it. Fight me. <laughs> if you just want a thing of tomatoey meat. Uh huh eat a taco
0: <laughs> um m- most tacos i eat have one they have, don't have the tomato a bit they have just tomatoes but they have more like variety of things bite me <laughs> <laughs> okay my okay, problem, okay 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 i know
1: a better example that isn't tacos because i mm-hmm. admittedly was a terrible example is sloppy joe's
0: yes that's that works yeah
1: that's basically chili Yeah, pretty much. Without beans.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I absolutely prefer chili with beans, but there are definitely people who will tell you that just isn't chili. Once you add beans to it, it doesn't count as chili. Those people are obnoxious because, like, just let people have the food they want to have. You know, don't tell them that it's wrong.
1: I've only known chili as, like, with beans. And I know, like, there are different states that are, like, but... Yeah, yeah. Again, like, if you don't want chili with beans on, like, a chili dog. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's when I've had chili that's, like, mostly just yeah. meat. Yeah, Back when I ate chili dogs. <laughs>
0: right. Like, if you go to, like, 7-Eleven, they have the, like, nacho thing, and you can get, like, they have the little machine that has, like, the nacho cheese or the, like, chili machine.
1: They have a chili machine? Ew. Yeah, yeah. Because you buy,
0: when you buy nachos at 7-Eleven... What you're paying for is a tray of just chips. Then there's a little machine where you can push a lever and that machine part is free. And it, it, you can put however much like cheese or like the chili meat or whatever that you want onto the nachos. But what you all you pay for is the tray with the chips.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think that really most places do the nacho thing at Seven Eleven 11 anymore.
0: I mean, I've seen it recently, but I don't know if most you're right. I don't know if it, if most have it. It could be. I had a friend who used to go in there and because you don't have to pay for the cheese would just dump a handful of the nacho cheese into his hand and just eat it.
1: Yeah, I don't think you should do that.
0: No, you definitely shouldn't. Does that
1: person listen to this podcast?
0: I don't think so. And I think he would admit now that that was kind of gross. So this was like 20 years ago. Uh, We were
1: all gross 20 years ago.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's true. It is true.
1: Like, everyone is gross 20 years ago. I don't even care what age you were. You look back 20 <laughs> years, you are gross.
0: hmm Oh, yeah. No, probably. Most people, I think, probably will look, could look back 20 years and be like, something I did back then. Yeah, like, you gross. might just
1: be in the womb. We all know that's gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Anyway, so we find out, apparently, during the time when Fraser was away at college and Niles wasn't, Niles and Martin used to go to a kite festival every year they would fly kites they would make kites and fly kites and it was just a fun time what yeah
1: <laughs> this is bonkers sideline let me say uh-huh, but i love uh-huh. when niles says like he you know martin's like oh i can't fly a kite anymore because of my hip and mm-hmm. you know niles is like let me be your hip <laughs> and like the other line where he's like i'm old enough now <laughs> i'm right, old yeah. enough now to fly a kite <laughs> Um, he would have been like a teen? 16, 17.
0: Yeah, somewhere in that age range. Yeah. yeah. he definitely should have been old enough to fly a kite at mm-hmm. that time. The reason
1: why he wasn't flying a kite is we all know why.
0: Yes, we do. Yeah, but it wasn't age. At that age, he definitely was it old was enough. It
1: was coordination. It was
0: coordination. It was.
1: So uh, I love that the names of the kites, mm-hmm. like what, the Screaming Mimi, mm-hmm. I think. The Blue Baron. Mhm. Yeah.
0: And then the shield of Perseus, which I know which one named uh which kites there, I would say. So,
1: is Perseus is the one that fought Just look it up.
0: Uh, Medusa, I think. Yeah, I think Perseus look is the one it that fought up. Medusa. No, that's that I'm going to say I'm I'm confident that Perseus was the one that fought Medusa.
1: So Martin wants to make a dragon. Mhm. Niles already has a name.
0: Yeah, he wants to name it Fafnir after Siegfried's fiery nemesis. I do like how excited he is to do that and I feel like Martin probably has no idea who Fafnir is. And Yeah, that's why care. he says,
1: I'll just make a fish.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that brings us to space isn't big enough for the two of us.
1: Duh. <laughs> okay, I love that Roz has got this whole meeting going mm-hmm. on. She hasn't, like, everything seems to be going yeah. well. And Fraser, for some reason, is late. Yep. Super noisy and mm-hmm. disruptive and then basically starts taking trying okay i love like the other people are making suggestions and she loves them mm-hmm. but fraser makes a suggestion and she hates it yeah which to me at first doesn't seem like she's being malicious towards fraser she's just saying she doesn't like the idea
0: right i mean it really is only like i get his when he starts to have an issue with it when he makes a suggestion she shuts it down and then she immediately accepts the same suggestion from one of the other guys what was that guy's
1: the- name burger king bk
0: (laughs) yes wasn't it yeah yeah it's bk yeah like i mean that would be like i've had like i feel like everybody's dealt with that but i also think
1: that fraser's just then he immediately makes the meeting all about him
0: yeah where he just takes over yeah
1: and he starts like talking about the music which the musical ideas seemed cool and like Mm -hmm. people were excited about it but then he's just like yeah that's it we'll do this and this and it's just like this isn't your project
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I mean, I agree with his initial thing that, like, using...
1: But that's th- the whole reason why she got excited, because it's 2000... Because- it's
0: 2001. Yeah, yeah. But still, like, I feel like it's, like, I agree. I it's actually a little don't too think it is nose.
1: 2001. Was it in 2002 at this point?
0: No. No, because she says... That's that's the thing she's saying, is that it's 2001. I think it's the beginning of 2001 okay. is when this came out. Okay. Um, because this is this is the same like time frame as the Rurr episode, which is when it became 2000. So it was January of, it was January in season seven when that episode came out. So I just think it is a little, a little on the nose to use the actual music from that. But so like, I mean, but I get why you might want to do it, but I, I get, I, I'm i more on Fraser's side of in this, in that suggestion, not in the way he's acting, just saying that like, it's it's a little overdone because it, it has definitely become a cliche thing to put that in there
1: well he doesn't just take over the whole music thing he tells everyone to take a break yeah and then starts telling Roz how to be a leader
0: mm-hmm. yeah no this is really obnoxious and also exactly what you would expect to happen with Roz being Fraser's boss
1: no I just think this is what you would expect from Fraser.
0: Well, that's what I meant. Like, that, I meant the like in a scenario where Fraser is going to have to like actually answer to someone that he doesn't, he considers like his like well, not he, his superior. He does this
1: to anyone, though. He especially does this to women. Yes. Where when you know like the episode with Officer Nasty and like he's telling her mm-hmm. how to dance. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and it's true. like. Yep.
1: I feel like she's got that. That's her job. She's, you know, yep. probably has it.
0: Yeah. And Roz had this whole meeting set up and working fine and it was going great until he showed up and like basically started messing it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I agree. He definitely uh, is doing that thing again.
1: So Roz fires him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And I like he kind of gives her warning, like, maybe don't talk to me that way. And she goes, well, maybe you're fired.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he acts like it's such a big threat to not have him do the narration when she mostly hired him because he wanted it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's she didn't ever try to find a different narrator. She can definitely go get one. So, but, like, yeah, he's acting like he's doing her some big favor and she's going to lose out a whole lot by not having uh, him do it. But.
1: Okay, so I love the next section that takes place in the studio. You know, like, Fraser's on the air and giving mm-hmm. advice about being a good leader and, like, Mm -hmm. how you admit you're wrong, which is obviously all targeted towards Roz Mm -hmm. because he still wants to be the narrator. Yeah. And I love that Fred, who's on the call, is just like, what does this have anything to do with my fear of intimacy? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, like, I I love that he really doesn't have any answer.
0: No, he just keeps on going at Roz, and it has nothing to do with anything that seems to be happening in this call and never really answers it.
1: But, yeah, I love that... Frazier just tries to be like the bigger person here and he goes oh i know like in such short notice that i should just do this for you as a favor Mm -hmm. even though we had this fight yeah and she's just like no words i got john glenn (laughs) yeah which is awesome that is
0: really awesome i think it's
1: so good i love that she's just like yeah i got someone better so don't even bother yeah also, I
0: love that John Glenn is in this episode. Yep. Like that they actually got John yep. Glenn to be in this. It's so very, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's really so.
1: awesome. This scene's really funny, but I just, yeah, I love how, I don't know, I love when Fraser gets burned like this.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he's so, because it's so arrogant and just like, no, I don't need you. I don't need you. Yeah. I
1: got John Glenn. Okay, uh, so now we're back at Fraser's place in the new section, Seattle. We have a problem, mm-hmm. which, okay. Uh, Niles and Martin or you know Martin's teaching him how to fly the kite in the apartment mm-hmm. and he's just like uh, yeah I need to take the show on the road and like actually practice outside right and yeah. he's just like it's too windy outside do you want it to be windy when <laughs> you you're do generally
0: want it to be somewhat windy I guess if it's too windy it can pull it out of your hands
1: And but he wants to practice off the balcony and he's just like nope that would be a terrible <laughs> idea
0: yeah 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 though I like that Martin's biggest worry is that the updraft would pull him off his feet Is
1: that a thing? Can you be? I
0: mean, mean, if you're extremely light and it's a very big kite, maybe, but like. It's a pretty big kite. There's no. The thing is, for that to happen, the kite would have to be strong enough to actually suspend Niles's entire body weight. Mm. The kite's going to collapse or the rope's going to break before it's going to pick him up off his feet it like yeah that's never gonna happen but like uh, the idea that it's like it's like he thinks uh niles is like a bird or something like he's not that <laughs> that light he might be you know he's thin but he's not so light that this kite's gonna actually like carry him away
1: yeah he's 99 pounds
0: <laughs> yeah
1: that's it i don't know it just made of a random thing you're supposed yeah. to go with it
0: <laughs> no i was i was saying i was saying yeah as in like um, i wasn't aware
1: yeah i don't know i still don't think you'd need a really big kite
0: i think that would still have to be a very big kite also he's like i like that martin says uh you know this isn't like driving a car you know it takes practice and concentration oh, and
1: yeah, like, yeah. What, which what
0: yeah which applies yeah because driving a car doesn't like that's mm-hmm. just you can just do that like real easy and not worry about it
1: so fraser comes home and he, he's just going on and on and on about like Raw's they have mm-hmm. not made up
0: Nope. and nope. then
1: i love that he has this whole thing about how he's just passionate about leadership and everything, mm-hmm. but about being right. Like she, he's just like, you know, and then like Fraser was talking about, he likes to be right. Mm-hmm. He's passionate about being right. And right. obviously he's right here.
0: Obviously. Yeah. Um, There's No chance he could possibly be wrong. He's not overbearing. He's just correct.
1: Yeah. Because Roz is just saying he's overbearing.
0: Yeah. Which, yup. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he
1: likes to be in control of the situation. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like being out of control.
0: Yeah. And, and, and
1: Roz has an authority issue <laughs> essentially
0: yeah which he doesn't have the authority here like yeah. that's the thing like she she had authority and,
1: I, yeah I love when he goes to his room where he's gonna he's plotting to prove like her problem yes yeah, to prove that
0: he's not a meddler like he has to go and like plan like a, a plot in the background to prove that he doesn't meddle mm-hmm. is really funny to me. And also, they're so rightly excited to find out that Roz got John Glenn to do mm-hmm. the thing, and Fraser just does not care. All he cares about is that it got taken away from him. Yeah, and, I like, just,
1: I, but I love. Okay, this is so like quintessential. Like this is very Fraser, where mm-hmm. he's just like being very petty. Yeah. So it's very funny, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I love that. So Martin goes t- to his bedroom to mm-hmm. who knows what, and Niles is gonna. He's getting really skin that itch to fly the kite. And like this entire scene of him flying the kite on the on the balcony is hilarious. Where he's just like being like the the kite is like attacking him and then (laughs) like he almost gets like
0: picked up and like
1: blown over. Mm -hmm, And this mm -hmm. and then okay. I love how they do this because it knocks into something that falls down. And had, yeah. I didn't really understand what it was, but it didn't really matter because in the next scene they have Martin like talking on the phone with like the satellite dish people being mm-hmm. like, hey, I watch a lot of TV you know? <laughs> I paid, you know, this has only been up there for two months, so you better fix it. Yeah. So like I'm understood in the context that it was a satellite dish, but it like it, it doesn't look like a dish at all. It looks like a ton of tiny pieces.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it does kind of. I, I
1: guess, I don't know, I don't, I never had a satellite dish, and when I think of satellite dishes, I think of those ones that are, like, ginormous, mm-hmm. that are, like, just huge in your backyard.
0: Yeah, I think this is when I started, they started doing, like, the DirecTV ones, mm-hmm. so you started seeing, like, a little I never had
1: one, so i i it's that's something I saw a lot, and when we used to live in a different like neighborhood, it's like yeah. everyone had them, and every house would have like ten on their house because yeah. they don't remove the old ones,
0: right? But every time somebody new would move into the apartment, they would and they got it, they would come and like install one for that apartment. but not the one not was why. Yeah, there.
1: why wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So, um, um,
1: but yeah, I just thought that was really funny. And then he's on the phone yelling at them, and then yeah. the kite has. I didn't even know that Martin had a balcony on his side. Yeah, I feel like we
0: saw it like one other time, but I don't remember why. But
1: it was just really funny. The kite crashes in there and then he just pretends that they're static on the phone. And he's yeah, lost yeah. the call. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, that's just really funny. And I I love that he just he's just like, oh, I know what
0: happened. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep, like immediately knows that Niles did a thing. He must have done the thing.
1: Okay, uh, okay. The next section mm-hmm. is also really good. Okay, this whole episode just escalates into being very funny. It does, yes. So we're in the studio, and John Glenn's there to like do his thing. Oh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: well, I guess he's not at this point, but he is, I no, guess yeah. he is there. This is kind of like, I don't know if the, this is like the day before, or just like earlier than the like last scene.
0: Yeah, I'm... It's not really clear. He
1: probably would do some kind of prep work. He.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um,
1: Fraser's just like, hi, it's nice to meet you. Um, I was going to be the other narrator. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Here are some suggestions. Uh, also, we've never talked.
0: Right, definitely not my suggestions. Uh, they're yours. Definitely your suggestions. But I
1: love that he's just like, I'm an honest person, and I don't want to like, I don't want to yeah. go behind someone's back, and it's right, just right. like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's not really behind anyone's back. It's only sort of temporarily. For, yeah, and it's for the good of the show, so it's fine. It's good. It's great. Yeah.
1: You know what? It's funny because he makes this Tang joke. Mm-hmm. This is not a joke that people would still make now.
0: <laughs> no, but it, I feel
1: like a very specific age group might still make this joke. But yeah. this isn't one Tang isn't popular anymore.
0: True. What they it's also it's. If you were in age, if you grew up in an age where you were seeing those first astronauts mm-hmm. on the news, you knew about them because they were in your childhood. You know, Tang
1: is delicious.
0: Yeah, it is. I love Tang. You
1: can still buy it.
0: Mm-hmm. You sure can. I it's,
1: know. It's really good. It's even good hot, which is
0: weird. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've got some at work. Absolutely. You do? I do. I do have some at work.
1: I think I talked about that on the stream, we or on the stream, have. on the podcast before.
0: Yeah, probably. And then that brings us to the radio booth, where uh, we're so, going to start recording.
1: I uh, We're just starting now? Oh, no. All
0: right. Three, two, one. No,
1: no. <laughs> We've talked all about the episode.
0: <laughs> uh, okay,
1: so <laughs> I just wrote John Glenn as JG. Uh-huh. But I love, okay, Fraser's is there to observe, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm.
0: We, we hear some uh, uh, John Glenn making some suggestions. Mm-hmm. The suggestions are the ones that Fraser made mm-hmm. Like about.
1: Which Roz thinks are great.
0: Does think they're so great. So,
1: Fraser's only there to see this happen. Yeah. And then basically be like, aha, I caught you. Mm-hmm. You only think my ideas are bad. Right. Which she admits to, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird. Mm-hmm why i mean uh, does well, she like say why uh,
0: i was yeah, kind I of zoning
1: so. out during the roz and fraser fight because, because of, like, of like, john Len's like <laughs> backstory yeah. where he's talking about how he feels really awful about being like dishonest because mm-hmm. like roz is just like how could you
0: right but you especially he feels just, like, bad being dishonest because he always has been to the American public mm-hmm. about the things they saw up there. Yeah, the
1: strange things. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh-huh. then, but you know, like he's in the background and he's like gesturing and he does like something like on his head or something. Like he's doing like a gesture. Like Oh, I
0: didn't notice yes. that. Yes, and
1: like... I, I know just...
0: at one point he was like making whooshing sounds and like yes. zipping like his hand back and forth. Like the there are things moving around in the air. Yeah, I get, yeah, yeah. I, I really... I really, really enjoy this entire thing. I especially enjoy it because it is actually John Glenn, like mm-hmm. actual, like space age astronaut. And, you know, one of the original, like our original astronauts who like, all, and like Senator, but also being on Frasier talking as if they really saw aliens and things. Didn't and say what he saw. Well, <laughs> implying that from the things that we do here and then telling Roz like, I'm gonna need that tape. I didn't know you were recording. Yeah, uh, yeah, I,
1: that was really funny because like Roz hasn't been paying attention at yeah, all. Doesn't hear. So any she's like, of it. "No problem. I'm not gonna talk about it." Yeah, <gasps> they just put something totally incredible <laughs> because they were having this stupid fight. I
0: know, I know. I love everything about this. I
1: don't even care about what they're fighting about. Like yeah. that's why I didn't like. I feel like they make up essentially, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she like feels badly. Like, oh yeah, that's true. I wasn't really taking your advice. Which I don't really blame her, because this yeah. is, like, one of the few times where she's, like, in charge of something. And yeah. then, like, Fraser does do this thing where he constantly takes over. So a way to, like, negate that power is her to be like, yeah, no, thank you.
0: Right. Yeah. Which she should have done from the beginning. But again, then you don't have an episode. So, mm-hmm. but, like, realistically, should have done from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just said, let's not mix all that up. It's It's fine. It's fine um but yeah i i
1: don't even know what's fine like i don't even know what you're referencing
0: i mean it's fine that like it it you know it's gonna turn out fine like it's mm-hmm. just a like it just sort of happens you know it's a it's mm-hmm. a it's a sitcom episode you put in a weird premise you do the thing that oh, I thought you meant should... like it
1: was fine between fraser and ross well, right but then
0: also that in the end it's fine it doesn't matter that they did that they had this big fight
1: oh one of my favorite things that john glenn was saying was talking about like we only see it in our nightmares or maybe in movies and a lot of yeah. that is you know close to the truth. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's like what did you see? I, know. I, I know. love it. Yeah, it's so it's, good. It is
0: really good. It is great. Yes. I very much enjoy this that bit of this entire scene mm-hmm. a whole lot. Yeah. And and the fact that nobody hears it. Mhm. Like You know, that they weren't listening at all. They had turned off his microphone. They just let him go. It's just, yeah, I find it just hilarious to me. Yeah, it's really, really good. But also, then I think back, way back in, like, the early Uh, seasons. Yeah, yeah, To that guy who was, like, running for office and basically got, like, failed miserably because he believed in aliens. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: he said he was abducted. Right. Is what I think it was.
0: Right, but... In a world where John Glenn and all of the other astronauts that were with Mm -hmm. have seen actual aliens, that's more credible, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think back on it, it's like, what if that really did happen? Also,
1: it's just like Fraser to narrate something and insert himself into it, (laughs)
0: yep, because
1: it's what he was doing about with the Santa Mm -hmm. like parade,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well because yeah because he's like well if I'm not going to get to I'll just have him tell a story about me mm-hmm. like watching you like mm-hmm. watching John Glenn like on his like first orbit around the earth you mm-hmm. know yeah yeah it it really it is interesting that in the even in the end he's still managing to like make it all about himself like yeah
1: um the end scene with the Niles standing outside like doing the like antenna for <laughs> mm-hmm. for Martin's pretty funny <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know. Did you think that was something else? Like the wire sinking across the apartment?
0: I, I mean, no, I, I assumed it was something. Like TV related? Re, yeah, yeah. I figured he was, Niles was probably doing something related to it. I wasn't really, I didn't understand what, because he kept doing a circle in the air and I couldn't figure out what that circle was supposed to be, like what he was mm-hmm. supposed to be signaling mm-hmm. until it cut to Niles like mm-hmm. twisting the antenna and I was like, oh, okay, I see. But yeah, it like,
1: I think it was supposed to look like maybe he was flying the kite or doing something with the kite.
0: Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I assumed it was something to do with the TV the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wasn't. I just couldn't figure out what it was supposed to be until it got to him standing out on the balcony just holding the like rabbit ear antennas. Essentially. All right. Anything else you want to say on this?
1: No. Let's
0: talk about some drinks. Fraser fails to get a coffee. And
1: oh yeah, yeah. Where he's doing a bunch of weird hand signals to get yeah. the coffee in the meeting that he's late to, and then making <laughs> right. a huge commotion at. Yeah.
0: Yep. And then he has some sherry, rather forcefully, has some sherry. And then there's a couple jokes about uh, John Glenn drinking some Tang, also. And then uh, we had we actually had a caller this episode. We had Fred the caller, mm-hmm. uh, played by Harold Prince, who's a acclaimed like theater producer and director. Okay. And so what what was your word?
1: Oh let's let's Temerity. Temerity.
0: Oh temerity. Oh yes. Yeah. Good word.
1: Uh which is a noun. It means excessive confidence or boldness. Audacity.
0: Okay. Interesting. Good word. Good word.
1: He always has a good word.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of good And like, then
1: yeah, there's that other word that we talked a little bit about.
0: Yeah, Antidonia. Yep.
1: Which just is, is, sounds good. It does sound good. Even I, though it's an, an inability to experience pleasure from activities usually found enjoyable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's a good word, uh, even if it's not a word for a good thing. It's still, mm-hmm. it's still a good word. Okay, so now let's rate the episode.
1: I gave I gave it like a 3.7 at first, and mm-hmm. then I decided to bump it up to a 4. Okay. For four. chili with beans. <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay. No
1: catch-up, though.
0: Um, <laughs> okay, I also gave it a four. I gave it four out of five. Katherine Johnson's, Katherine Johnson is the woman who did the calculations for the Friendship Seven Mercury Six flight that Fraser watched John Glenn on.
1: So nothing to do with the episode. He was talking really. About, he
0: was talking about that flight. I,
1: oh, David, you a space succeeded. nerd.
0: A little bit. She's also one of the characters in uh, like. In Hidden Figures. I not say character. character. She's a real person. But like it's a fictionalization of a story. But mm-hmm. she's one of the people uh, that they focus on in the movie Hidden Figures. And yeah. was
1: well, so that movie supposed to be really good? You like yeah,
0: it. I really enjoyed that movie a whole lot. Yeah. So um, and, and she's important and has not gotten enough attention. She's definitely getting more now. But you know. I'll give her a did, tiny bit more.
1: She did a whole. There's a whole movie.
0: <laughs> mm hmm. There should be more.
1: There should be a whole movie about us. There
0: should be. There should be.
1: Um, you can go to our Patreon. <laughs> <and> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: I mean, there's essentially... Where
1: we do the documentary on ourselves.
0: <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely going to up the ratings for Sam Johnson and Chris Marcel, who, like, they're creeping up. Like, they started pretty low with Radio Wars, but they're creeping up some because they're at a 283 uh, wow yeah wow yeah.
1: that's really bad yeah
0: well it was much lower because of when it's when it started with radio wars and they've only had a few episodes since then to have it go up some so yeah it's, it's getting up there it might top three you know it might be above three now because of this one but and then that brings us to the section of the episode called we're listening where we'll respond to messages you send us on twitter at fraser podcast or by email at fraserpod at gmail.com so we got an email from sean holland about hooping cranes Where he writes, "Uh, I just wanted to add to the trivia about the half-court shot. Uh, The stuff in the stands was just a soundstage, but David Hyde Pierce actually took the shot from the Sonics' real court at Key Arena in Seattle. Being a sports nerd, I remembered what the court looked like. Alas, the Sonics, sponsored by Sonic Idea, that's the thing (laughs) you were talking about, can't happen because the Sonics are the Oklahoma City Thunder now. No! Yeah, Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot the players announced during the games, which were Brent Barry and Vin Baker, were really on the Sonics in 2001. I'm surprised the fictional Reggie Mclemore wasn't mentioned since Niles helped him in season three. Oh which, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. That there's no reference to the fact that he was like very briefly important to the success of uh-huh. the team. Yeah, I also find it ironic the first non-Daphne episode featured the Sonics because that earlier Sonics episode was when Kelsey Grammer was in rehab and wasn't available. Oh, so that is actually yeah, that is really interesting. Huh? That the two Sonic's episodes are missing key people mm-hmm. because they weren't available to film. That that is that is interesting. I do wonder if there's any connection. If it's just pure coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also got an email from. Ben, uh, Mm. Island Niles on Twitter, who writes, I haven't had time to rewatch the most recent episodes yet, but wanted to send you a quick email about Jane Leaves' absence. After your discussion about Hungry Heart and whether it had been shot in advance and slotted in, I tried to find the taping dates for the individual episodes. Uh, Oh! (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't successful, but I did find that studio sitcoms usually shot around six to eight weeks in advance. Okay. They wouldn't necessarily have had to shoot Hungry Heart in advance as it aired in late February, so it could have been filmed in late December. However, this would have been quite close to Jane Leaves taking her leave of absence from the show. As you mentioned last episode, she had her baby on January 9th. So perhaps uh, they did shoot some stuff a uh, little out of order to compensate for it. I mean, honestly, the only reason I think it was shot out of order is because they had a valentine in the fridge. And specifically, they do not. Ha- they have him drinking something that isn't a valentine in a later episode. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I think, because like clearly the props people at some point switched out and stopped Mm -hmm. using Valentine cans. So Mm -hmm. that's the only reason I would think that it was like they had an episode. Maybe
1: he never drank the last one. It was just like in there.
0: (laughs) Maybe it could be. Just
1: looks at it longingly. (laughs)
0: It could be. It could be. Uh, While I wasn't able to find the taping dates, I did remember that in an upcoming episode, there's a specific reference by an in-joke to Jane Leaves' pregnancy and the birth. This episode is broadcast on March 27th, 2001, and the nature of the reference makes me think it was the first episode shot after the birth, probably soon after January 9th. That would put the shooting schedule of the show around nine weeks ahead of broadcast at that point. So really hoping to catch up with our recent episodes and contribute my thoughts soon. Meantime, keep up the good work. So yeah, that is really, yeah, like it is interesting. I do wonder just how the, if there's a difference between how things line up today and how they used to also. Mm -hmm. Cause I know sometimes they're still writing things just as the shooting is happening. And like it, uh, like that stuff can get pretty like really crammed in and, and then they try and now I think take, they get more time in like post-production than they did. I think mm-hmm. uh, things are filmed more close together as opposed to like write it, write an episode in a week, film it, write an episode in a week, film it kind of thing. Like it's more, I think sp- like, the filming schedules, I think, are more crammed together now than they used to be. Oh, really? Yeah. So they
1: have less time.
0: They have less time, I think, to film, but I think more time to, like, prep the seasons and more time to do post-production on them, mm-hmm. I think. But anyway, I. either way, this is interesting. And, I like, I wish at some point we could just ask somebody, like, hey, did you... What'd you do? How'd you do this? Did you film it out of order? Did you do this? Have you thought
1: about writing an email? You know, to... it
0: just occurred to me right now while I was talking to you about it. Like, hey, maybe we could just do that thing. There are people who are accessible online. They may not respond, but we could probably try to do that thing. So yeah, I mean, the I'll worst thing, thing
1: is that they don't respond to you. Yeah. And like, okay, that's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Like, I'm not going to be upset about that. It's just, Wait.
0: yeah. Yeah, I might as well try. Anyway um so yeah, maybe we'll do that anyway uh, is there anything else you wanted to say on this one all right then with that this has been episode 816 docu.drama.com slash home.htm um <laughs> no, docu.drama is a i'll just turn it into a whole url anyway and this is TJF arcade wishing you all good mental health
1: and tang <laughs> and tang
0: Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Frasier Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at sweetlime on Twitter, and I'm slowmotionwalter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening.
1: Good night, Seattle. We love you.